What would you do if you had to figure out how to photograph something in deep space that nobody knows is really there? This question and more get answered on Teamistry, the new podcast from Atlassian. Hosted by filmmaker Gabriella Cowperthwaite, Teamistry looks past the front page headlines and into the untold stories of teams behind groundbreaking moments. Each episode examines how the extraordinary chemistry of these teams made the impossible possible. Download Teamistry for free wherever you listen to podcasts and learn more at Atlassian.com. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with a digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question or you're looking for an agency to work with, they'd love to hear from you. So give them a call, plus four four one two seven three seven three three four three three, or you can fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk slash contact. Or alternatively, you can talk to either Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the site. They'd be more than happy to help. Today I'm joined by Louis Gudima, President of Revenue and Associates and author of Bullseye Marketing. Louis, how are you doing? Great, and thank you for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, where are you geographically uh, located, Louis? I'm in Boston. What's the weather uh, doing? Uh, we have gone through a very hot summer, but it is beautiful today. Really? So... Uh, Really enjoying what uh, when we get the nice weather, it's a pleasure to be out and and have you know great weather. I'm sure that you know September and October will be very nice too. But we've had some very very hot, humid uh, days. I think a, a record number of them this summer. So yeah. uh, it's nice to have these uh, cooler days for a bit here. Is Boston? I'm tr- I'm trying to get my geography right now. Is Boston the big sausagey bit of land that sticks out from New York into the sea, or is it slightly to the north of New York? I can never quite remember. No, Boston is northeast of New York, about three and a half hour drive. Oh, so it's quite a long um, way then. On the East Coast. And so it's, uh, you know, very close to where the Pilgrims first landed. Right. I'm getting mixed they, up. I'm actually thinking of Long Island, aren't I? That big sausagey bit. But never mind. Right. That's the, that is the sausagey bit. Yeah. It's got the word, the, the letter O in it, which which Boston has as well. That's why I got slightly confused. Anyway, um, (laughs) less about the names of um, bits of land and the weather. Tell us um, a little bit about yourself and what you do at Revenue and Associates. Uh, So I've been working in marketing for about 30 years um, and have worked with companies of all types, a lot of tech and B2B, but also some consumer, higher ed, nonprofits and so forth. Currently, I'm working with companies from MIT startups to Fortune 500 companies in a, a whole range of industries. And, and at Revenue and Associates, we provide marketing consulting to help companies develop and implement strategic marketing programs that drive business results. Nice. Now, you've written this book, uh, Bullseye Marketing, How to Grow Your Company Faster. What, and we'll, we'll drill down into the details of it in a minute, but what prompted you to write the book? Well, there's, uh, I would say there's two major reasons. One is, in my experience, and I actually did research into this in the U.S., and, and I would be surprised if it was different in the U.K., is that most uh, small and mid-sized companies uh, do very little marketing. And even some enterprises are, are kind of you know, deficient in it. But I really focused on companies 
what you call SMEs or we call SMBs yeah. and, and not the really small ones, not the solopreneurs or five or 10 person companies, but ones with 50 to 100, uh, 50 to 1,000 employees and found that the software companies were doing a, a lot of marketing and, and growing much faster because of it. But the companies in all or other industries like manufacturing and medical devices and professional services were doing very little marketing. I mean, just shockingly little. Yeah. And this was a study I did of 351 of these small and mid-sized companies. And then uh, the second thing is I think that, so there was the question of, of why aren't they marketing more and, and how could they get into marketing? But secondly, I think that for experienced marketers like yourself, there's this whole inbound-outbound dichotomy that's been around for the last dozen years. And I think it's really getting tired at this point. I don't think it's nearly as useful as it once was. And that there, we really need a new way of thinking about demand generation and lead generation and, and generating sales. And, and my bullseye marketing framework is what I propose as a, a superior way now uh, to go forward in, in the demand generation world. So I love systems. I love frameworks. You mentioned framework there, which made my ears prick up. Um, tell us a bit about uh, what bullseye marketing actually is. Let's delve down into the details a bit. So with bullseye marketing, think of it as uh, a bullseye with a center and two outer rings. And it basically breaks your marketing into three phases. And in the center of the bullseye are the low-risk, low-cost, really fast, opportunities that companies can take advantage of, but most are not, and they're not even aware. And uh, that's taking advantage of what I call marketing assets that companies already uh, possess. Mm. And these are, these are things like uh, better understanding of their customers and selling more to current customers because it's estimated to be five to 25 times more expensive to acquire a new customer than it is to retain and grow an existing customer. Um, but many companies focus way too much on customer acquisition and not nearly enough on customer success and, and growth. Some other of these marketing assets in the center of the bullseye are the website of the company. And, and most companies uh, that I studied have poor messaging on their website and probably three quarters have no calls to action at all. So 99% of the people come and go they have no idea. The company has no idea who they were, what they want. They're not doing anything to encourage that, that site visitor to, to get in touch and start to do business with them. A huge missed opportunity. Mm. Uh, email marketing is another uh, center of the bullseye I, I, uh, program. I, I talk to companies all the time, these SMEs, and I say, what, uh, how many email addresses do you have? And they may, may say, we have 9,000, we have 22,000 or more. How often do you email them? Oh, at the holidays. Yeah. And, and, yet, and yet email marketing is, is very inexpensive and, and very effective. Uh, and just one more center of the bullseye, and then I'll tell you about the other two rings, is the better collaboration between sales and marketing and having uh, much better ways of defining the customer, who they're going after, what their programs are, what does sales need from marketing to help close deals and, and things of that sort. So those are some of the center of the bullseye opportunities that are really fast and inexpensive to implement. 
uh, and can produce uh, quick results and, and help build the confidence and the buy-in at these companies that aren't doing much marketing for the second and third phases. So in the second right. phase, the second ring is all about connecting with customers who want to buy now. So, you know, we all have big markets or many companies have big markets that may have thousands or tens of thousands or more potential customers. But if you're, if you're spreading your message far and wide and not really concentrating on the ones, the uh, companies or the, the consumers who are looking to buy very soon, you're being very inefficient. So how can you use what in marketers call intent data to connect to marketers who want to buy very soon and focus your marketing on that? And so you can do things like search engine uh, advertising and focus on phrases that really identify customers that are doing serious buying research or other programs where you can see sudden surges of activity, visits to your website from a person or from several people at a company that suggest a buying intent. So the second phase is focusing on customers who want to buy now. And then the third phase, the third ring, is casting a wider net and building an awareness programs like social media and content marketing and display ads, which typically take two or three years to have a, a significant impact. And yet for many people in their minds who aren't familiar with marketing or aren't familiar with the bullseye approach, those phase three approaches are actually almost synonymous with marketing. If you said, you know, what is marketing? They'd say, oh, it's social media. You know, it's, it's you know, blogging and, and podcasts and, and so forth. Yeah. And yet if a company starts with those, and those can be tremendously valuable in the long run, but the, the trap is that some companies start with those when they don't have those foundational center of the bullseye programs in place already, and, and then, it's, uh, then it's a real problem. Then they're not going to get the results that they, they need to get from those uh, programs because they're going to be, for example, without those conversion opportunities on their website, they're going to be driving traffic there and, and they're not going to be getting the leads or the conversions because people, uh, it's kind of like trying to fill a bucket that's full of holes. Yeah. So that's the bullseye framework. You mentioned, Louis, uh, when you were talking about the, the centre bit, the bullseye bit, you were talking, uh, you mentioned briefly about uh, collaboration between sales and marketing. And we've covered, um, we've touched on this topic a lot, actually, in the show. Uh, many times we've talked about uh, communication. Can you just drill down very slightly into that whole area? Could you give us a few examples. Sure. Um, so I, I think sales and marketing, for example, need to sit down together very regularly. And if they haven't been doing this, you know, it may take a few months to go through with regular meetings to go through all the issues to work out. Mm. But you have to agree on who is our customer, who's our most valuable customer, who do we want to market towards and, and sell to. Sales has tremendous insights into the customer that they can share with marketing. They have more customer direct customer contact than anyone in the company. They know better than anyone what, what are customers looking for, what mm. are their objections. What are the messages that, that resonate with them? So first defining who the customer is, what are the programs that each team is going to do to generate leads? What's going to be the responsibility for each? So if marketing generates leads, how quickly does, how are they going to be scored uh, and prioritized? 
how quickly does sales have to respond to the highest quality leads, which should be in a matter of minutes. But I've worked with companies where they, someone in marketing said that, uh, a VP of marketing said that it actually took a week or two for sales to respond to a top quality lead. Wow. wow. So, so they have to work out those mutual responsibilities. And then also critically, as I mentioned before, what content could marketing create for sales to help in the late stages of deals to close those deals? And then that also may involve account-based marketing programs where the two teams work together to grow those, use account-based marketing to grow existing accounts. And again, sales should be you know, right there helping to identify which accounts are, are ripe for that mm. and understanding what kind of messages might be especially appropriate because account-based marketing should be personalized. Or when you start to look at going after new accounts, how to mutually identify what accounts to go after and, and what kind of uh, programs to use to uh, get sales in the door there. So, so really, um, I think the most advanced practitioners of this, and, and I interview one person in my book who is uh, actually a, a VP of sales and marketing, and he talks about having a written service level agreement between the two teams that specify this is exactly what each is responsible for mm. and having weekly meetings to discuss variances and, and you know when someone hasn't lived up to that and so forth. That's interesting. It's almost like agile, but in sales and marketing. <laughs> um, agile is uh, absolutely ideal as a way to implement bullseye marketing. Yeah, uh, there's a, a whole chapter on agile marketing and an interview with a leading agile marketing trainer talking about some of the things that companies most need to to become agile. So you've given us the idea of the framework. So it's a sort of like a, the idea of concentric rings. But I'm just wondering, is, is this a one size fits all, Louis, or is there a, are there certain types of company this is better for? No, it's not a one size fits all because, of course, there's companies in many different situations and industries. And so it's ideal for companies that have been around for a few years and have built up these center of the bullseye assets, the marketing assets that those companies have and that they're typically not using. And, and you know, I've worked with companies that have been around for decades that have those assets and, and don't realize it. Startups have to apply. The book has not just in the first two or three chapters that framework and how to think about marketing, but it also has about 20 additional chapters with a lot of details and, and literally hundreds of tips and best practices on how to do programs like email marketing, improving your website, content, social media, and so forth. Hmm. Um, and so even startups or, or new companies that haven't built up those marketing assets will find lots of information ab about how to apply and do those programs and then occasionally you do have the situation. I had one client that was in a new industry and there was very little content that had been generated for that uh, industry. And they really could get content because their competitors weren't really aware of this at all, mm. how to do this well. They really could get content high on page one very quickly. And so we did that. And, and you know, it generated leads for us and, and was terrific. But that's a real uh, rare situation. But I think it can work for, for most companies. But the big challenge 
is that they have to identify the opportunity and they, they really have to commit themselves to, uh, to executing on it. Yeah. What would you say are the biggest challenges that companies face uh, when trying to implement bullseye marketing, Louis? Well, it's that execution. Um, you know, you're going into a situation and, and if I work with a company, I'm going into a situation where everyone's already hundred percent busy. And if they were committed to marketing before I, you know, I might not be there. They might already have a, a robust marketing program built out. But if a company has not had a much of a marketing program before and they don't have the people, they, they may think of marketing as an expense rather than an investment growth. Mm. They may not, you know, be out of the dozens and dozens of potential programs. They may be confused about which ones to do. But to get from people who are already 100% busy, whether those are owners and or presidents or other C-level executives or other people who are assigned to to work on it, you know, they they have to carve out the time. They have to make it a priority. They have. I'm I'm a kind of an incrementalist to some degree. Yeah. And it's it's all about execution uh, in in marketing and business in general. And so getting that focus and committing the time and resources to really execute on it. And that's part of the point of the bullseye approach is that it's a low risk, low cost on ramp for companies that haven't been doing much marketing mm. and to build the confidence and the buy in to to do these longer range programs like the uh, content marketing and, and social media. So based on what we talked about today, Louis, what would you, what would you give our listeners a sort of takeaway, a, a, perhaps a key thought uh, to go away with today? Well, it, it's uh, kind of what I was just saying there, that there, is, you know, that there is this bullseye marketing approach, which is a low-risk, low-cost on-ramp to building and scaling a, a successful marketing program that can produce results and build the confidence to ultimately build a, an omni-channel marketing program that incorporates even more lead generation opportunities and that can, can really drive business results for a company. Louis Goudima, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, how can our listeners find out more about you and more about the book? Where can they get the book from? So the book is available on Amazon and it's also at louisgodema.com is the website for information about the book and where I'm speaking and, and other uh, things of, of that sort. My company website is revenueassociates.biz. I'm on Twitter at uh, Louis Gadima. And if uh, people want to email me, we'd love to hear from them, uh, louis at revenueassociates.biz. So any of those ways uh, would be terrific to hear from people. Fantastic. And just to clarify, the spelling of your surname is G-U-D-E-M-A. Is that correct? Right. Fantastic. Okay. So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, show notes are on the usual place, sitevisibility.co.uk slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show um, and you've got a few minutes, leave us a review because that really helps us to, uh, assuming that they're good reviews, helps us to get that to more people, help more people. Um, questions and suggestions the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk you can tweet at sitevisibility remember we have a site visibility group on linkedin right it's all from me andy and it's all from louis thank you very much andy i enjoyed it and thanks to you louis and we'll see you next time on internet marketing
One in two women wear the wrong foundation. Are you? Time to upgrade. Il Maquillage is the boldest new brand in beauty. With 20,000 five-star reviews, their Woke Up Like This foundation is a bestseller for a reason. Available in 50 shades of flawless natural coverage, all cruelty-free. And with Try Before You Buy, it's risk-free. Take the Power Match quiz to find your perfect shade and try it free for 14 days. Go to ilmakiage.com slash quiz. That's I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz.